And we're back here for season seven of Gone Racing, and the theme is a little bit old and a little bit new. I'm Jeff Motley from Las Vegas Motor Speedway, not beside him in studio, but joining us remotely from Daytona, getting ready for the Daytona 500. My sidekick, Brendan Gone. Brendan, we're back here at the South Point Studios this year. Uh, new new place. We're on YouTube, and we're on SiriusXM this year. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, you know, we got uh, new, like I said, comfortable old digs, right? We're back in my studio where we've done it. Can you believe seven years already, Motley? Can't believe we got seven years going on on this thing. But so we're back in our, our old digs, and Sirius XM, our guys there, called us and said, hey, let's pick up the show. So Gone Racing, back on Sirius XM Channel 90 NASCAR Radio, me and you back in the South Point studio, and me in Daytona for qualifying. And guess what, Motley? No sweating this year. The Mighty 62, we're locked in. Yeah, I know. Easily going to be able to go into the duels. Now, for people listening on Sirius XM, they're actually going to hear this show a little bit later. So we are recording this show on Thursday. So... Uh, Alfredo hasn't run yet in the in the duels yet, but he has got himself locked in through the qualifying on Wednesday night. So certainly you guys can breathe easy down there in Daytona this week. Yep, and, and everybody has to remember that's one thing that we need to remind the fans when they watch Gone Racing, when we do our picks, when we give the odds. We do this show very early. We make sure we try to get this done. Well, one, me and you, Motley, we go to the track a lot and we need, you know, we, we have to leave. But two, our odds are early. So whatever you're doing, whenever you're betting with Gone Racing on NASCAR, you always want to make sure you get the best odds or early odds, right, before qualifying because they will change as it goes on. But last year in the uh, gone racing pool, I know somebody that kicked some butt last year. It didn't matter how early we had to pick. I know. This is going to be like a, a rubber year here because you, you kicked my butt last year. I kicked yours the year before. And, you know, we have a pick That's crew. Right. Our pick crew be making picks. We may not be getting all the Brad Keselowski picks. Our pick crew looks a little bit different this year like some of the race teams do. And speaking of new, there's some new stuff going on this year with NASCAR. We got some yep. new drivers yep. and some new places this year. I think probably the big headliners are over at Stuart Haas Racing with Josh Berry heading over there as well as Noah Gregson uh, replacing the retiring Kevin Harvick and replacing Eric Almarola. Yeah, Noah, you know, had that year last year, of course, that you know was talked about ad nauseum. He's back. He's in the cup level. He got a great ride over there at Stuart Haas. See what he can do. Chase Briscoe is the leader in the clubhouse now over there. He's the most tenured guy. Josh Berry moves over from the Xfinity side with, with Junior Motorsports, getting his big shot here. So a lot of new things over there. But Rodney Childers still at the helm of that four team. That's a big deal for those four guys. Yeah, you know, and we're really going into this season, and I think there seems to be a little bit less turnover or a little bit less driver movement maybe going into this season because really Harvick, Almirola, and A.J. Allmendinger were the only three key guys who have kind of moved on that are not full-time in the Cup Series. And it seems like – and we didn't have – a lot of shuffling among teams this year, like we've seen in some of the past years. So we've got a lot of teams that have got a lot of comfort with their race teams that have been there for a while now. So that's probably going to make all these teams even stronger and make for a more competitive season. No, I think so. I, I do believe that. And the, the biggest change really you got is the Legacy Motor Club had probably what would say the biggest change overall of all of it, where they went from Chevrolet to Toyota, you know, Jimmy going to run nine races this year, John Hunter getting the, the job that was Noah Gregson's that Josh Berry and other guys moved in. So legacy motor club really has the, the, the biggest change of all. But like I said, a lot of these driver changes are smaller teams, a little bit smaller stuff, legacy and, and Stuart Haas, the two kind of biggest movers this offseason you know and, and i know we're going to talk a little bit later about the daytona 500 coming up and we know this year with two races at daytona two races at talladega two races at atlanta we kind of talk about how the teamwork and everything comes into play and we've always felt like toyota had been at a little bit of a disadvantage because they had fewer teams out there 
And now Toyota is able to add two more teams to the mix. So they're not up there where the Chevrolets are in terms of number of, of teams, but they're getting much closer to where the Fords are. And they're certainly close enough now that they got guys that can help each other on these, these restricted tracks. Well, you know, the main thing is here at Daytona, this is where you got to talk about that could be something that comes into play. And uh, I think we might talk later on, Jeff, about the odds to win this race. I think Toyota may be a little bit more of a favorite than we had in the past. I mean, last couple of years, what were they? Plus 400s, plus 375s, that long shot range because they only had the four, the six cars out there. Now they, they potentially, if Jimmy makes the show, could have nine. Yeah, and I think that's going to make it definitely interesting when you go into these events because that way at least you have some teamwork. Now, we talked about some of the newness in terms of the new drivers, new places, new manufacturers. One thing also that's very new this year, there's a lot of changes with the schedule coming up. Uh, we're going to go to the second race of the season. First off, we've lost Fontana off the schedule. We know they're doing some construction over there. They're building some houses around there. I know, and I know it was one of your favorite tracks, also one of the scenes of one of your more horrific crashes as well over there in the West Series, but you can Google that on YouTube if people want to see it. But now the second race of the season is going to be in Atlanta, so you're going to go Atlanta, and then you're heading across the country to do two West Coast races in Las Vegas and Phoenix. Uh, Bristol this year is going to return to the concrete in the spring, so we have no more dirt race on the NASCAR calendar. Uh, they also have moved off the Easter spot. Richmond is going to take their spot on Easter. We have a new track on the circuit this year, Iowa Speedway, going to make the first trip ever for the Cup Series at Iowa Speedway. We're going back to the 2.5-mile uh, rectangle at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the, the famed Brickyard track. Uh, our regular season is going to end at Darlington instead of Daytona. That's a big uh, thank you to the Olympics, I believe, being in there with the two-week break. We're going to take the Olympics in August. And then Watkins Glen has actually moved into the playoffs. So a lot of changes within the schedule, and I think every one of them that I, I look at is probably going to make the season even more exciting. <laughs> Well, the, the main thing that starts off is Atlanta now, remember, is a is a super speedway race, right? It's it's just like Daytona and Talladega. So you go restrictor plate, restrictor plate to start the season. So the first, what you and I kind of call the real track, right, is Las Vegas Motor Speedway when they go out there. That's a big difference in the change. Bristol, no dirt. I think the dirt experiment was fun at Bristol, but... I, I think it's time to go back to Bristol being what is Bristol because we all love that. And with the changes they made this year to the car, hopefully that will bring back some of that excitement on the short tracks. I, you know, I love my road racing, so I do love the uh, Watkins Glen being in the playoffs. I think that's an awesome place to have a playoff race. I think it deserves it. But I am glad, loving road racing, but I am glad we're back on the two and a half mile. I don't care if you think the race is boring. I, fans don't care if you think it's not a good race. Don't care absolutely gives zero poops about it it we need to be on the big track that's what makes indy so special even though the road course is special I'm just glad we're back on the two and a half mile well and you kind of alluded to the fact that we're going to run two consecutive restricted engine races at daytona and atlanta then the importance of coming to las vegas and then phoenix going to be the fourth race of the season which is a spot where they're going to end the season as well so that's always important and then the other race to start off the season is be, going to be going to bristol for that race on concrete instead of racing on the dirt that's the first five. And I think a lot of us are probably going to be looking really at Las Vegas and Phoenix, and we're going to have a pretty good idea of who's going to be strong and who's going to struggle to get into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, look, the super speedways, they don't really tell you who, like the Toyotas in qualifying on Wednesday night, they looked awful qualifying-wise, right? Their speed was not there. They just didn't look fast. But that's just qualifying at Daytona. It's not That doesn't determine how well you're going to race. Vegas will be the race that says, okay, 
is the new Dark Horse Ford Nose. Does that Mustang now have a better turnout than we had last year at those racetracks? That'll be a big deal. Then you go down to Phoenix, and last year we talked, it's the place you have the championship. If you run well at Phoenix, a lot of teams that race and put a lot of effort into it and put a lot of emphasis on it because it's the championship round. So I do think that we, we have some big big deals early in the season, and it's fun that it's going to be out west. The first real good looks at what this season's going to look like with Vegas and then into Phoenix. Well, and before we get into all that, I mean, it's this weekend, I mean, it's the great American race. It's the Daytona 500. It's it, the World Center of Speed there, and I, I think that it's one of the great things about our sport. You know, people sometimes say, you're really going to open your season with your Super Bowl. Well, I don't know yeah. that we qualify yeah. that as a Super Bowl because it doesn't determine the champion, but it's certainly the biggest event of the year, and I think it's a great way to get the season started. And as we look ahead to Daytona, and you talked about the Toyotas, they struggled a little bit in qualifying. The one thing that we do know is some of these Toyota guys are really, really good when they get into the race. Denny Hamlin, certainly a guy that you're going to be looking at going into this race as a as one of the favorites to win. Uh, also, I mean, when you look at the guys that you think, okay, these guys got a really good shot, you're going to look at those two RFK cars, I think, right now with Brad Keselowski, Chris Buescher are going to be very strong. But this is one of those races where, I mean, it's anybody's. I know you love that favorite word. You can throw it out if you want to be the first one to throw That's it out. That's you. That's you. It, it is kind of a crapshoot. That's why we've had Derek Cope <laughs> and Trevor Bain and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. We've seen some different guys win there. So it's a reason you ran that race so many years, too. Okay, look. Yes, you love the crapshoot thing. But you and I have looked at this in the past, Jeff. There is, there is if you look at the stats of how guys have done here, if it was truly just, oh my God, a straight crapshoot, then Denny Hamlin wouldn't have 12 top 10s in 36 races. You know, then then guys like Austin Dillon wouldn't have 50% almost top 10. That There is a crapshoot of it, which is why Derek Cope can win, why we race it, why the Mighty 62 Death Wish Coffee Chevrolet this week can, can have a good shot because those guys have great stats there. That You can have great stats there. And still have the crapshoot winner. So that sort of thing to me, you know, when I look at, at guys, you know, Chris Boucher, 16 races, seven top tens. That's not crapshoot numbers. You know what I mean, Motley? Well, I know. And, and I like to give you a hard time a little bit about, about the whole crapshoot thing. But I do agree with you in that you can look at certain guys that you know are going to run well. Like we mentioned the, the RFK guys. Uh, Bubba Wallace is a guy who I expect to run yep. well. He's yep. good on these type tracks. Then you've got guys, a Martin Truex Jr., who this has really never been his forte. So I think when you do look no. out there and you do see that there are that there are certain characteristics of certain drivers who are better on these type racetracks, maybe part of it is attitude. It's how you embrace it. But you can't tell me that Martin Drix Jr. doesn't desperately want to win the Daytona 500 and that he's not going into this race with confidence and saying, look, this is a big opportunity. I don't have that many more shots at it. And wants to go win the race. Well, and we've talked about it, like Kyle Busch. Remember, we always said Kyle just absolutely hates this style of racing. Don't bet on Kyle Busch when it's here because he doesn't like it. But Kyle looked better last year, so it puts him back in the conversation. Truex, like you said, has never been great at these places, so it kind of makes you stay away from a Truex. But it's still, yes, you have the crapshoot. You know, you could bet on one of these long shot guys, Michael McDowell. But Michael McDowell is great at this, runs great at these tracks. That's why he's always in the conversation here. So there are guys that do it well. Austin Dillon and the RCR cars, they always do it well here. So there's still guys you got to pay attention to that we can lean our bets towards. But but 
you know, still hide where we can still take guys that have good runs all the time. No, I think you're exactly right. And that's what we're going to be able to do when we come back in our next segment. When we come back on the next segment, we're going to be able to talk about the odds to win this weekend at Daytona and also the odds to finish in the top three. You're listening to Gone Racing right here on Sirius XM and the South Point Network. South Point offers all the types of entertainment you'd expect at a first-class Las Vegas resort. Did you know our 400-seat showroom is one of Las Vegas's top destinations for live entertainment? Enjoy live performances by classic Vegas entertainers, bands, and today's hottest comedians, plus a rock and dance floor. You can also enjoy live entertainment at the Grand View Lounge, where you'll feel all the vibes of old Las Vegas. Enjoy the music, and if you love to laugh, don't miss The Dirty at 1230, our very own free comedy show, every Friday night at 1230 a.m. in the Grand View Lounge. The Dirty is 100% free, so arrive early. Go to southpointcasino.com or call the box office at 77136 for today's performances at the showroom and the Grand View Lounge. When you're ready for your favorite cocktail, stop in and unwind at one of our seven specialty lounges. There's a bar around every corner, because you're in Vegas, baby. South Point Casino has plenty of attractions for the whole family. Catch a movie. Our 16-screen movie theater includes two XD extreme screens for the ultimate in viewing, sound, and luxury. After the show, treat the family to a variety of treats at our old-fashioned ice cream parlor, Kate's Corner. We scoop up a variety of creamy concoctions, including smoothies, hand-dipped cones, milkshakes, malts, sodas, and sundaes. At Kate's, there's something for everyone. And if you've still got time to spare, our bowling center might be right up your alley. Voted Best of Las Vegas, it's a great place for friends and family fun. 64 lanes, a pro shop, snack bar, and arcade. And while the kids are bowling, you can play slots and sip on a drink in the Alley Cat Lounge while overlooking the lanes. For our more serious and professional bowlers, the South Point is also home to a separate tournament bowling plaza. Want to rewatch any part of today's show? Find us on our YouTube channel at South Point Studio. We give you the latest news, odds, and everything you need to know to head to the betting counter before each NASCAR Cup Series race. And it's free to subscribe. And you can also find us on SiriusXM. Sign up today and get three months for only $1. And you can stream Gone Racing on any device. Jeff Motley, Brendan Gone, back here in the South Point Studio talking all things Daytona 500, Brendan, we got the odds out, and I don't think it's a really big surprise that there's a logjam of drivers that are all listed as the favorites. Brad Keselowski, Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin, Chris Buescher, Chase Elliott, Joey Logano are all 12 to 1. Kyle Busch is 14 to 1. William Byron and Bubba Wallace at 16 to 1. Christopher Bell, Kyle Larson at 20. Ty Gibbs, Austin Sendrick, Eric Jones, 25 to 1. Alex Bowman and Martin Trix Jr. coming in at 30 to 1. And we should point out these are odds courtesy of the South Point Hotel Casino and Spa. Yeah, and you know, the, the main thing is this year, maybe a few differences. We're going to have a few more odds from the South Point, of course. Uh, so look, a lot of a lot of guys sitting at 12 to 1, right? I mean, that's Jeff, that's the what you always say, which is it's 12 to 1. That's that a lot of people can win this race. So you got a whole slew of them right there. When I'm looking at this on this top page, though. I really, really do like looking over to that right side. Austin Cindric, I know he's had hasn't been quite what he wants, right? Hasn't been 
quite what we've talked about. But those Penske cars look so good in qualifying, and he's sitting there at 25 to 1. Uh, that that number, to me, sticks out quickly. Well, you know, we like to talk about the double-digit guys, and normally we get into the season, Everybody. and we're not racing at Daytona or Talladega or Atlanta. We see guys, you know, you're going to get a Kyle Larson's going to come in at one time this week, this year. He's probably going to be 3 to 1 or 4 to 1, but we're talking about these big numbers up there. And I think this is an opportunity, and we don't normally advise doing this, but this is an opportunity where you might really go out there and pick, pick three or four different guys to win. Just keep in mind, the way this works is if it's 12 to 1 and you bet $10, it's to win 120. So if you want to bet on four guys at 12 to 1, if you hit one of them, you're still going to win $80. So that's still a great opportunity. So I think when you look at some of these guys out here and you look at some of the numbers, uh, I talked about how well Bubba Wallace runs on these. There's Austin Sendrick. He's won this race before. You know he's going to run strong, and he's got strong teammates. He's coming in there at 25 to 1. Eric Jones comes in with a great attitude into these type races. He's 25 to 1. We know how strong Hendrick cars have been here. There's Alex Bowman sitting there at 30 to 1 in one of the Hendrick cars. So there's some opportunities here on the Daytona 500 to be able to make some money. Yeah, I mean, look, that Austin Cernick is a winner of this race. He's a past winner of the Daytona 500. He's at 25 to 1. You get to that second page, Motley, there's winners of this race and winners of restrictor player super speedway races that we haven't even got to yet that have longer odds than 30 to 1. Well, let's take a look at our page two of our odds up here. We're, we we talked about how long odds some of these guys really do have. Looking at Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Austin Cendrick, Alan Bo Al Buh, Alex Bowman. I can't even get all that out. 28 to 1. Looking up your Tyler Reddick, Chase Briscoe, Ross Jastain, 30 to 1. Josh Berry, Michael McDowell, another former win winner there, 40 to 1. Ryan Priest, Daniel Suarez, Austin Dillon, 40 to 1. Corey LaJoy, 50 to 1. Noah Gregson, Carson Hosevar, John Hunter Nemechek, Harrison Burton, Todd Gillen, all 60 to 1. And we got a field bet this year of 20 to 1. Your boy, Alfredo, gets in there into the 20 to 1. Listen, I gotta call. I've gotta call Jimmy and Chris right now. We gotta get that field bet off of here. That's or at least take it down to, to, to ten to one, twenty to one on the field. Motley, that's a fun bet. I think I might know one of my bets for today already just off of that one. Even though they got so many drivers listed, but look, Austin Dillon, forty to one. You just named Michael McDowell, forty to one. These are guys. Tyler Reddick, thirty to one. These are guys that run absolutely fantastic here, and makes you scratch and say, ooh, there is some great numbers here for the Daytona 500. Well, and I think when we went, we talked earlier about how the Daytona 500 has lended itself to the surprise winners. You know, McDowell, Stenhouse, Bain, Cope. I mean, it, the list goes on and on and on. When you see these guys with these type numbers out there, it really shouldn't scare you away so much because if you're going to take no. a chance, or you're going to take a flyer on someone, this is the kind of race to do it. Absolutely. This is what this is the fun of of super speedway racing, which, like you said at the start of the show, Jeff, why did Brendan Gaughan and the 62 team show up back in the day? Why does the 62 team only come to these four style races? Because, yes, the crapshoot thing. But really what it is, is we have a legit shot to win, not just because of accidents or anything like that. This is the one place that a car can be as fast as a Hendrick car without having to spend 10 million dollars. Well, and I think that's a very important coming here. And, and and also the teamwork aspect. You can be faster because you can get in that draft. And, you know, sometimes it's by manufacturer. You may be an independent team, for example, like your team being down there as an independent team. But you know what? If your guys are strong and you're running well, then other cars, especially with your manufacturer, are going to want to pair up with you and are going to want to run with you, correct? 
No, and, and we already had talks last night after qualifying about, you know, hey, the 62 teams in the conversation of, you know, helping the Chevrolets, push the Chevrolets. And when it comes to betting, you and I have talked about this before. If, if, if when all the manufacturers run together, Jeff, right, what happens? One wreck and you've lost nine Chevrolets. You've lost eight Fords. So one of the things you can do is kind of hedge your bet here. You can pick a couple from a Ford camp, a couple from a Chevy camp, and a couple from a Toyota camp, and you kind of hedge that big bet where, or that big wreck bet where, okay, all the Chevys get wiped out. I still got a couple Fords left in my in my garage. Well, now, when we start talking about, you know, not just the odds to win, but we also have odds for top three, and <laughs> when we look at our top three odds, it's a little bit different than what we see from our, our odds to win the race because we actually do have a little bit of separation up there. Uh, Denny Hamlin is the odds-on favor to finish in the top three at plus 255. Then Kyle Busch at plus 300. Ryan Blaney, Brad Keselowski at 330. Kyle Larson, Joey Logano, Chris Buescher, Chase Elliott all at plus 400. William Byron at plus 450. Bubba Wallace plus 500. Martin Truex Jr., Eric Jones, and Christopher Bell at 600. Tyler Reddick and Ross Chastain at 700. Ty Gibbs at 800. And I find that a little bit interesting, Brendan, because what we're seeing there is it doesn't really match up exactly with the odds to win the race. So that certainly means that these odds makers are looking at the teammate aspect of it as well. No, and th this is where I start to rub my hands together, Motley, and go, ooh, okay. Now we do the teammate thing, right? Now I put a couple Chevrolets together. You got a shot to win a bunch of these at once. You want to go on that Ford camp? Okay, take yourself a Ryan Blaney at 330, a Brad Keselowski at 330, and a Joey Logano at 400. Three Fords right there. Then hedge that one. Take a couple. Take a flyer on the Chevrolets and put, pick yourself a, a, a Kyle Busch at 300, uh, a Chase Elliott at 400, and we haven't even got to an Austin Dillon number, right? So you can definitely now, especially Toyota numbers. Toyotas are great. Take Denny Hamlin at 255 and back it up with a Bubba Wallace at 500 and a Tyler Reddick at 700 right there, or even a Ty Gibbs at 800. Now, because once again, at the end of that race, you know that Toyotas will be lined up, Fords will be lined up, Chevys will be lined up trying to work with each other. Yeah, and I think when you see some of those numbers, I mean, look, there are certain guys, and we like to talk about it, they know how to stay out of trouble. Yep. They know how to be around there at the end of the race. That's why I'm looking at the, the name is just jumping out at me right there is you know, looking at Bubba Wallace at plus 500. It seems mm -hmm. like every year at Daytona, he's right there in the mix. He is a guy who's managed to stay out of trouble. So, I mean, that's a guy I'm looking at right there, plus 500. I'm thinking, ooh, that's a pretty good one. All right, now let's look at some of our, I guess you would call them our longer odds, if you will, on guys to finish in the top three. We start off there with uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. coming in there to plus 750 along with Austin Sendrick. Um, and I think, well, I don't know. Our numbers look a little bit different than what's on my sheet right now. So um, Alex Bowman, uh, plus 800. Austin Dillon, Chase Briscoe at 850. Ryan Priest, Michael McDowell, Josh Berry at 10 to 1. Daniel Suarez at 12 to 1. Uh, Corey LaJoy, John Hunter Nemechek, Carson Hosevar, Noah Gregson all at 14 to 1. Zane Smith, Justin Haley, 16 to 1. Todd Gilliland at 18 to 1. You see anybody there on that second page? I mean, I think when I see those guys there, I see a bunch of guys that are either going to win or maybe not be there at the checkered flag. Well, what I see is is guys that will be there. Like, look, Michael McDowell, let's take that one right there. We always talk. McDowell knows how to get to the end of this one. McDowell's sitting at 10 to 1. You know that he knows how to be at the end. He knows how to miss some of those wrecks and, and make sure he's there at the end. And he may not be the four that's in front pushing. And you can't always, you know, position yourself as the front car. So I love to take an Austin Sindrick at 750, a former Daytona 500 champion, a Michael McDowell at 10 to 1, another former champion, 
And, and those two guys together, it looks great. You take a Ricky Stenhouse and an Austin Dillon, 750, 850. These two guys together can push, you know, the Chevy the Chevy line and still get the multiple top tens or top fives, and they're great at what they do. Corey LaJoy. Corey LaJoy, 14 to 1. How many times, Botley, have we looked and Corey LaJoy is in the top five with two laps to go? And he's at 14 to 1 right now. You know he's going to be pushing somebody. He's going to be in that mix pushing one of the Chevrolets. So he's a great shot at a top 10 at a 14 to 1. Yeah, but he's also a guy that I think that he's also a guy I think when it comes down to it, he's not really, he's thinking, I got to win this race. I mean, he, he winning it above all else, though. Don't you agree? Yeah. Look, I had the same thing when I was here. I want to win it above all else. But. You can't always position yourself to be that top Chevy in that line. If you're there, I'm going to win it. When I come off of turn four, I'm going to try to pass somebody to go win the race. But at the same time, if I'm not in that position to win, but I'm sitting third and I'm pushing two Chevys and I know I can't win, and my option is third or 15, I'm going to sit third and be very, very happy. Absolutely. Now, we've kind of gone over the, the odds to win, the odds for top three. And we have some new listeners, I'm sure, on SiriusXM. They're listening to us maybe for the very first time. So I think one thing it's important that we do throughout the show today and maybe for the next few weeks is kind of educate our listeners a little bit on how this actually works. So explain explain to everyone, for example, Bubba Wallace comes in, odds to win at 16 to 1, but he's plus 500 for a top three. Kind of explain that to the novice that may be listening. Maybe they're getting ready to go on DraftKings and be able to put their bet down on their app or whatever. Yeah, so there's two ways when you do a bet. You have a plus 500 number or you have like a 16 to 1 number. Uh, they normally do the higher double digit numbers as a 16 to 1, 11 to 1, 12 to 1. All that number means is how much it takes to win $1. Bet $16 or bet $1, win 16. If you have what's called plus 550, that means you're going to bet five, bet $10 to win 55. You're going to bet five. Five dollars, five and a half to one dollar to win five and a half dollars. They just basically, if you see a sixteen to one, you could also call that plus sixteen hundred. Chop off a zero. Um, so it, it, it's a it's a way that they they kind of give you both numbers without getting confused as being super long. Where you see a number that says plus ten thousand, you know, it, it just it it changes the way you bet. It doesn't change the way you bet. Sorry, it changes how you read it. So a five fifty. It would basically be the same thing as saying five and a half to one. And everybody needs to realize the number on the right is what you bet. The number on the left is what you win. It's pretty simple. Yep. Yep. Sometimes you could see something where it's a crazy number because a person is such a huge favorite. They could be a two to three, which means you're betting $3 to win two, which is something nobody really, yep. well, people do that. They're really rolling the dice oh. to do that. And people will. Well, in, in NASCAR, it's rolling the dice. When you're betting football, right? We just had the Super Bowl last week. A lot of people didn't mind putting minus 110. That's a standard juice bet, Jeff. In, in regular sports, minus 110 means you, you bet $11 to win 10. And that is the casino takes is that 10 cents. That's what we do. That's how we make our money. So it's in regular sports, a minus 110, a minus 125, a minus 150. You're betting that all day long and twice on Sunday. But in NASCAR... The odds are so much different. Very rarely do we have a minus number. And if you do take a minus number in our world, ah, you might as well just find somebody else and bet on the plus line. But when we move into our third break, which we got about a minute to the third break, we're going to start talking about driver head-to-heads, and we're going to start talking about the, the group matchups. And then the head-to-heads, what we see is completely different. We see a lot of minus numbers. 
We see evens. We need we see positive numbers. Kind of explain to people what they're going to be hearing once we start talking about driver head-to-heads. Well, and look, on driver head-to-heads, you're not going to hear us talk about them long on this episode, right? Correct. Probably not going to hear us long at, 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 at Atlanta. You're going to hear us talk very long at Vegas and Phoenix because how did I kick your butt last year, Jeff? A lot of the head-to-head matchups. Hit a lot of singles on me. Nickel and diming me to death. Hey. Hey, wins, wins World Series, doesn't it? Well, no, no, you're exactly right. It's like, you know, it, it wins or wins or wins, right? Doesn't matter. You get four singles, that scores a run, right? You don't need to hit a home run to score a guy. <laughs> I guess you could look at it that way. All right, when we do come back on Gone Racing, that's what we're going to get into. We're going to get into our head-to-head matchups, also our group matchups, which that's what Brendan and I love the most. We love talking about the group matchups. We'll be right back here on Gone Racing on Sirius XM and at South Point Studio. Once you've satisfied your hunger, get ready for more of the hottest casino games in Vegas. Our 24-hour, 30-table, non-smoking poker room proudly hosts all the most popular poker games with a variety of betting limits. Visit the poker room for a schedule of daily tournaments. Whether you're going to hold them or fold them, the best place for poker is at South Point Casino. You'll notice that our craps tables are usually the loudest in the casino. If you've never played, Join one of our free craps lessons to find out what makes this game so exciting. Check with the craps dealer for schedules and give it a roll. Bingo is also an exciting way to spend your time. We offer seven sessions of bingo every day. And each session includes a cash ball jackpot, 12 bingo games, a progressive double action game, and a $10,000 bonus coverall. Electronic units are available. If you haven't played bingo with us, give it a try today. Guests can also get in on the action at our one-of-a-kind race and sports books. Two separate rooms designed to maximize your experience and comfort. Our sports book, with over 400 seats, puts you right in the middle of the action, 24 hours a day. The friendly ticket writers are happy to help, and it's conveniently located next to the famous Del Mar Deli, where you'll find supersized portions of delicious deli items like roast beef, pastrami, and Reuben sandwiches, or soups, salads, and pizza plus spectacular desserts fit for a king. And right next door is the race book, over 150 seats, each with its own TV screen. There are 16 interactive player terminals, so you can bet right from your seat. Back here in Gone Racing, Jeff Motley alongside Brendan Gone. We're not exactly alongside Brendan Gone this week. He's down in Daytona getting ready for the Daytona 500. Is what is your what is your title? Your team competition director, vice president for the Beard Motorsports Car? Or what is it? Uh, Grand Puba. Uh, I am the director of race operations, and as we saw in the last segment, my lovely team owner, Mrs. Amy Beard. She is. Th- this is how cool this team is. I got the team owner and her husband. And their their niece cousin in the back packing Death Wish coffee giveaway boxes to to the fans right now. So that's how cool this team is. The team owner is actually packing Death Wish coffee boxes. I just want to see Rick Hendrick and Roger Penske putting care packages together for their sponsors. I think that would be fantastic. Okay. Yeah, I don't see that soon. Yeah. Well. Okay. All right. So we digress. All right. On our third segment, we talked a little bit earlier in the previous break. We're going to get into our driver head-to-heads. You and I do not spend a lot of time on those during the Daytona race because, really, honestly, they're just not very good odds. Uh, like Ryan Blaney's even money against Brad Keselowski at minus 20, and guess what? We've got 
nine odds up here on our list here, and all of them are even monies against minus 120. So, honestly, I'm not spending much time on it unless you want to talk about it. Well, let's talk about what you did last time. Let's educate the people a little bit. You see that minus 120? That means you're going to bet $12 to win 10. That's what it means. That means they're the favorite. Now, now the we, even need money. Tell, we need to tell people that when that bet $12 to win 10 means that if you win it, they're going to hand you 22. It's not that like you're going to Two, bet yes. 12 and they're going to hand you 10 back if you win. They give you your bet back. They're going to give you $10 as a win and your $12 back. Correct. And even money is just that. It's even money. You bet $10, you're going to win $10. There's no juice on it. So the favorite is the minus or the lower positive odd. And the, the, the guy with the big positive is a long shot. This one, this is why we don't say we talk about them long on the head-to-heads on Daytona and Talladega. They all look like this. It, it's it's right now that that's the crapshoot of this one. This is give or take. There's nothing really fun there. You got teammates with Seabell and Ty Gibbs. Okay, you got teammates out there. Four teammates with Keselowski Blaney. Tough to pick those. If I was going to pick anything, Jeff, I'd go to a Kyle Busch, Ty Gibbs, Chevrolet and Toyota matchup where I've got cross-manufacturer, hoping one manufacturer is going to, you know, miss the wreck. Some might be in the other wreck, and you end up with finding cross-manufacturer. But Larson Bowman, same team. They're going to be pushing each other. They're going to be right next to each other. Hard to pick those. And that's about all we're going to talk about the driver head-to-heads, because let's move on to our group matchups. And for those of you listening on SiriusXM who are not familiar with this, the group matchups, so what happens is we have six different groups. There are four drivers in each group. And they all have odds assigned to them. And they only have to win that group. If they could finish 30th in the race, if the other three guys in their group finish below them in the standings, they are still a winner. So that's how these group matchups are going to want to work. And you're going to see that based on the group letter, group A be the better drivers, group B next list down. Kind of like that, that whole that whole thing, way things work. All right, group A, Brad Keselowski, Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin are all plus 260. And Chris Buescher is a plus 290. How do you like Group A? Well, look, here once again, I'm going to talk a lot about manufacturers working together. Right here, I have Brad Keselowski, Ryan Brady, and Chris Buescher. All three of them are in Fords, two of them on the same team. I don't like this group. Those three will be pushing each other, will most likely be in the same line. So for me, that may, well, sorry, that makes me like this group because they got three Fords and one Toyota, which means I'm going to like Denny Hamlin in this group because only because one Denny Hamlin's great here, but two, because that I got a guy that in this group will not be pushing any of those other guys. He will be on his own separate of them. Okay. I can kind of buy into that a little bit. And I think you're right. I think the issue there is going to be when you got teammates, it's going to really like, let's say Keselowski and Busher are running together. Well, if Keselowski is in front of Busher with five to go and Keselowski's leading the race, Busher pretty much needs to stay behind him. Right? I mean, he's not going to try to, out there and pass so when you have teammates in a group it's pretty much a little bit a little bit of luck on who's in front when there's five to go correct yeah and and you look you'll pass them maybe at the last corner but you're not going to cost yourself or your team the w to pass your guy for the one spot so they will stay in line and you have three of them there that stay in line one of them that's an odd man so i like group a and normally you and i for the listeners all season long you rarely see us bet Group A, me and you, a lot because it's always one of the toughest ones to pick. In this case, I love Denny Hamlin, Group A, at 260. All right, well, let's take a look over at Group B, and now we get to Group B, we're going to see a real, uh, I guess, a lot of diversity when it comes to manufacturers yep. here. We got Joey Logano, the favorite, in a Ford at plus 250. Chase Elliott in a Chevrolet, plus 265. Bubba Wallace in a Toyota at plus 275. And then another Chevrolet, William Byron, Elliott's teammate, at plus 280. 
you kind of have the same situation though in group B that you have with Busher and Keselowski in group A. Yeah, and this one makes once again we had three versus one in group A, right? Here you have two Chevrolet teammates and Chase and Byron, and then you got a Ford and a Toyota standalone. I dislike this because too much diversity in the you know, uh, manufacturers, not just, hey, cut and dry, one Toyota. So on this, Chase and Byron, they're going to be working with each other. Logano's on his own. Wallace on his own. Logano super fast. I, I Just for me, this one, I think every single one of these guys is a guy that knows how to get to the end and knows how to win this race. So Group B for me is the one that we always talk, Jeff, there's one that I don't like at all. To me, this is Group B. Well, I have to admit, I kind of like Joey Logano right here. Uh, I, Logano really embraces uh, Daytona, and I, I just and again, Joey Logano is in a situation here where he doesn't have to beat a teammate to win this group, and I think that's important. That if he is behind True. Blaney or he is behind Cindric, he can push them to the win and still win his group. That's the difference I thought in Group A, where Busher Keselowski would have to help a teammate here. The one guy that doesn't in this group here, Joey Logano, does not have to. I actually kind of like Joey there. All right, let's take a look over at groups. What? That, I agree. I agree with that. Same reason I like the first one. It's only the Ford. But I just I think all four of those guys, to me, are too strong for me to pick one. That's understandable. All right, let's move on to Group C. Our favorite there is Kyle Busch at plus 235. Christopher Bell comes in at plus 265. Then we have Ty Gibbs at plus 275 and Austin Sendrick at plus 300. Well, so, and, and Motley, we got group, we actually, the South Point put odds for us now. So we're reading, you're reading some odds that came from Westgate. Now, what's nice is the South Point has tried to help us out here and put some odds up for us. So a little bit different. We got the favorite at 200 with the Kyle Busch. Uh, but on this group right here, what I like, I see Christopher Bell, Ty Gibbs, the two teammates again. I see former winner Austin Sindrick down there at 300. And I got Kyle Busch at the top at 200. Uh, Motley, same theory you said in the last one. But in this group... I like Austin Sindrick as a favorite anyway. We always talk. Kyle notoriously didn't like this till he came to RCR last year. Changed his mood a little bit. But how long will that mood last? I love the dog here at plus 300. I can I can definitely buy into that. I mean, I, we know he's going to be good here. We know the Penske cars always run well here. He's got to win here. So certainly Sindrick got to look at it. Now looking over here at Group D and find this a little bit surprising. we got some pretty big names here in Group D. Kyle yeah. Larson. Uh, who is a guy who has not had a great deal of success at Daytona, especially in the Daytona 500. He's at plus 200. Alex Bowman is plus 250. Martin Truex Jr. at plus 270. And Tyler Reddick is the long shot there at plus 300. Well, and, and you know, this is one of those, don't don't get used to seeing those names in Group B, right, Jeff? These are <laughs> that, those are pretty, pretty stout names over down there in Group D. That's just for Daytona and maybe Atlanta. Uh, this one right here, though, you and I talked. Martin Truex Jr., not good like it, right? Normally, he's not even in that group pushing the Toyotas at the end because he just, he just, it, it's not his forte. Larson plus 200, kind of small odd in, in a group. So that leads me to Alex Bowman and Tyler Reddick. I like both of those numbers. I like 250. I like 300. I like Bowman and Reddick. One of his teammates is in there, which kind of stinks with Larson. So maybe that leans me back towards Tyler Reddick, even though it's his teammate, kind of, with Martin Truex Jr. I still like Reddick over. Truex Jr. just because of history. Well, I know he's only plus 200, but Kyle Larson's going to eventually hit it at Daytona. He's too good of a racer, too good of a car. I like Kyle Larson. Give me him in Group D. All right, let's take a look over at our group Our group E. We have a couple of groups left here at Group E. Uh, Chase Briscoe is coming in as the favorite on that. He is at plus 260 along with Ross Chastain. And then Ricky Stenhouse Jr., last year's winner of the Daytona 500, and Eric Jones at plus 270. 
Yeah, the bad news here is they got such a tight spread, right? Molly has two sixties and two seventies. And this is kind of one that would, would intrigue you got in the lone forward in that group, you got Chastain and and, and Stenhouse and the two Chevys and Eric Jones and the to in the lone Toyota. I, I gotta say I kinda like that change. Briscoe. I know Briscoe's been disappointing the last year or so, but where he hasn't been very disappointing is at these super speedways. I kind of like Briscoe at the 260. I'm all in kind of on Eric Jones this year. I think he's going to be strong this year. I'm a, I like okay. Eric Jones there. I like him here. And now, look at our final group, Group F. Josh Berry. Well, hey, hold on, Jeff. Jeff, does Eric Jones scare you with how bad all the Toyotas qualified? No, no, the qualifying for Toyota really does not worry me at all. Um, look, I've watched Denny Hamlin start 30th a number of times and run up front. There, so and gotcha. I know I know Bubba's going to run well. So honestly, I I don't really think I have any major major fear with the Toyotas. I I just don't think they qualify well for some reason. All right, I know we got one group left. We're going to have to do that when we come out of break. But we're going to go to our final break. This is Jeff Motley and Brendan Gone. We're here on Gone Racing, breaking down all things the Daytona 500 at the South Point Studio and on Sirius XM. South Point is also proud to provide a variety of relaxing amenities for the guests who want to be pampered. Soak up the sun and let your stress melt away in our lagoon-style paradise swimming pool. A relaxing getaway where you can bask in the desert sun and enjoy seasonal food and bar service poolside. And if you really want to escape, come to Spa Costa del Sur. From couple suites to a co-ed wet area, our spa caters to business and leisure travelers who want to unwind and elevate their senses. A visit to one of our spa's steam, sauna, or whirlpool treatment rooms will leave any guest feeling like they can take on the world. Our gaming amenities include over 60 table games and over 2,600 of the most popular slot and video poker machines. We have penny slots, including the popular Buffalo games and real machines like Wheel of Fortune, Triple Sevens, and Mega Bucks. If you prefer video poker, try Deuces Wild, Double Double Bonus, or a variety of multi-denomination games. Or try your hand at one of the most popular casino table games in the world, Blackjack. Don't let the game intimidate you. Blackjack, also known as 21, is both easy and fun. And our dealers are always happy to assist. And the best part? Blackjack always pays three to two. Next, check out the roulette tables. Roulette is one of the easiest casino games to learn and so much fun to play. It's a favorite of both beginners and seasoned players. In addition to blackjack and roulette, our casino pit features over 60 popular table games like Baccarat, Pie Gal Poker, Three Card Poker, Ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Mississippi Stud. So get out of your room and come join in the fun. We're back here on Gone Racing. Jeff Motley, Brennan Gone, joining us live from Daytona International Speedway, getting ready for the Daytona 500. Anthony Alfredo, fast pasta down there in the number fast 62 pasta. Beard Oil Chevrolet. And we're in our last segment here, and we're on our last group of our last segment, our group F. Uh, Josh Berry, Michael McDowell, Daniel Suarez, all at plus 270. Ryan Priest at plus 275. Everybody remembers Priest had the, the big crash uh, last year. Uh, and then he actually came back the next week, which was just amazing. But uh, what do you think about this group? I, I see the guy who's a former Daytona 500 winner in here, and I'm like, how do I not bet this guy? 
Well, and look, it, it's the exact opposite of what I talked earlier. You've got three Fords right there with Barry McDowell Priest and with only one Chevrolet with Suarez. But I'm sorry, Michael McDowell in Group F at plus 270. I I'm, I got to jump all over that, man. He knows how to get to the finish of these things. I'm with you there. I am all in on Michael McDowell in that group. Uh, no question. That doesn't mean he's going to win it, but he certainly, to me, should be the uh, a prohibitive favorite instead of tied with Josh Berry and Daniel Suarez. All right, our last odd we've got is our manufacturer prop. Uh, Ford is the favorite there at a plus 130. Chevrolet is plus 160. And Toyota, kind of a long shot there at plus 280. But, boy, I tell you what, you know, Denny Hamlin in there, I, I mean, he's always strong. Look, uh, that 280, I just talked about at the start of the show, we, we teased that I said, you know, normally the, uh, the, the Toyota bet at this place is a longer shot. They've got it down to 280. But I'm sorry, I don't think that's long. Uh, it's long enough for me. I like the 280, even though they struggled in qualifying. I think that that's fantastic. I would take it all day. Uh, Danny Hamlin is your favorite in that one. I like Seabell. I like a lot of those Toyotas. So 280 and the Toyota camp, I'm jumping on that. All right. Well, that wraps up all the odds we've got for the Daytona 500. Now, before we close the show, Brendan and I will give you five picks that we have for the Daytona 500. We'll do that each week throughout the season. We'll pick five bets that we like, and we'll see where we shake down when the when the season's over. But first first things first, Brendan, let's kind of talk about the upcoming season, the odds we've got for the season. And you and I have made a few predictions going into the season, uh, starting out with the odds to win the championship that are up there right now. We've got, I don't think it's a really big surprise that Ryan Blaney comes in as the favorite because he is the defending champion at plus 500. Uh, Kyle Larson is a plus 550. William Byron plus 600. Uh, Denny Hamlin is coming in at a plus 700. Chase Elliott plus 800. Christopher Bell at 850. Martin Trix Jr. is 10 to 1. Joey Logano is 11 to 1. Kyle Bush 14 to 1. Tyler Reddick and Brad Keselowski at 16. Ross Chastain 18. Chris Buescher at 20. Ty Gibbs 25. Bubba Wallace 30. And Alex Bowman 35. Yeah, you know, here's the deal. This is where we talk about future betting, and this is where we talk about hedging your bet. Right now, these are some of the longest odds you're going to have on these guys. Those guys at the top of that screen, those Denny Hamlins up there, those you know, those are guys 12 to 1. Their odds are going to start shrinking very quickly. They're going to go fast, right? So jump on them now. A Tyler Reddick at 30 to 1, I think that's going to shrink quickly. Jump on those guys. Even the Joey Logano's Kyle Bush is 12 and 14 to 1. Jump on them early. That's how you get some late season heads to help you, you know, maybe have a couple extra bucks there. But how about Brad Keselowski starting out as a 12 to 1 to win the championship at the South Point? That's a that that that's some confidence in that RFK team right there. And and then you got Chris Boucher, who was the guy that dominated at at uh, uh, you know what he caught sitting even with him twelve to one at RFK. So I kind of look at that and go, hmm, it's interesting to see Brad up that high. I might wait a little bit on Brad and get him when he gets longer if he doesn't win early. Yeah, I'm with you there. Okay, well, you and I have made some predictions going into the season, so I'll read mine first. We got a few things that has been put out here by our our pit crew who set this stuff up, and so I'll run through mine first, and then Brendan, you can go through yours. And at the end of the year, we're going to see how we shook up, shook out and how this thing's worked out. So actually you want to just go back and forth or you want to, you want to do them back and forth instead of me just doing all mine. Let's do it that way. You want to do that? All right, let's do it that way. Whichever way you want. Which driver will have the most wins? I picked William Byron. I say that oh, they got yours here, Jeff. So why don't you go through yours and I can go through mine after. All right. Driver the most wins. I say William Byron. How many wins will William Byron have? I'm saying six rookie of the year. Josh Berry, 
breakout driver of the year, I'm going Ty Gibbs, a guy who has not won yet on the Cup Series. I think this is a year he gets, he's got all these tracks under his belt. I think this is year Ty Gibbs, he'll make the playoffs. So I don't know what our definition of breakout is, but my definition of a breakout is that he makes the playoffs. My most disappointing driver of the year, I'm going to go with Alex Bowman. Um, you know, driving a Hendrick car, I think when you drive for Hendrick, there's much is expected. Um, maybe he's going to prove me wrong. I hope he does prove me wrong. Uh, but he's the guy I think that I'm just not sure about that's going to be able to have a strong year. Uh, how many wins will Hendrick Motorsports have? I said 14. Penske, I said 7. Joe Gibbs Racing, I said 9. Richard Childress Racing, 2. And Trackhouse Racing, 3. And I think that gives me a couple of races in there for 2311 or for Stuart Haas, or for RFK to pick up some wins. So chances are I'm going to be wrong on some of those. The 16 drivers that I'm predicting to make the playoffs, William Byron, Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, Christopher Bell, Ty Gibbs, Martin Truex Jr., Tyler Reddick, Bubba Wallace, Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney, Ross Jastain, Eric Jones, Brad Keselowski, and Chris Buescher. And my round of four... Byron, Larson, Hamlin, Bell, and my champion, William Byron, gets his first NASCAR Cup Series championship. I mean, if I pick him to get the most wins, I'm going to pick him to win the championship. What well, you got to do that. That makes you? sense to me. What say you? So I'm a little different. I got the most wins is going to be Denny Hamlin, and he's only going to win five this year. So that's my. those are my two predictions off the start. I got Denny and five. But I got a few things that you're going to laugh about as we go along. So, Rookie of the Year, you and I both have Josh Berry. I don't think there's much uh, competition in that this year. Breakout driver, I got a tie, but I got the other tie in that camp. I got Tyler Reddick. I know he's good, but I think this is a breakout season for Tyler Reddick. I really expect to see him good things. And the disappointing driver, which will I will go down as the worst pick in the history of all sports last year, Martin Truex Jr. was my disappointing last year. This year, Harrison Burton hasn't shown anything. He's at Penske Woods Brothers. This is a year that he's got to do something. If he doesn't, I think he's out. And so for me, Harrison Burton, it, it, I don't see him unless he shows something. I just I think that he's he's sitting right there. Then the uh, organizations, I got Hendrick. I said sixteen, and I've thought about this since then. I didn't leave room for anybody else to win. I did. I picked thirty six things. So I think I'm wrong on this now. I'm already going to say I messed this up. I got sixteen for Hendrick, seven for Joe Gibbs, seven for Penske, four for Childress. 32 for track house, which equals 36. And I went after I did that, I went, yeah, I don't, I don't think that that, that basically leaves room for nobody else to win. Bad move on my part. So I will take the, the bummer of the year award again. My playoff driver is very similar to yours, but I do have a couple differences in here. I got all four Hendrick cars, Byron, Larson, Elliott, Bowman. I got three of the, of the Gibbs cars, Hamlin, Bell, and Truex. I, and I got Reddick over on the other camp. I do have both RFK cars, Boucher Keselowski. I got Kyle Busch getting in there. I got Logano and Blaney, both Penske cars in there. I got Chastain and Suarez, both Trackhouse cars. And I got Michael McDowell with all these road courses and all these super speedway races. I like McDowell. My final four, Larson, Logano, Bell, Reddick. I do not have Denny Hamlin, the guy who wins the most races, in that final four. And then I'm picking Kyle Larson back again as the champion this year. Uh, I, I think this is going to be a great season for Larson. Well, I, I think Kyle Larson's a pretty good pick every year. The guy's certainly one of the stronger ones out there. Okay, now we got a few more predictions we got to make, and these are our five bets for the Daytona 500. And as per how did they go last year? 
Yeah, well, okay. And, 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 you know, I didn't beat my chest as much after the previous years. Maybe you have. Should have. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe you're right. <laughs> but because you were the winner, you get to go last. So um, we will get That's some right. pit crew picks. We'll put those up on the social media. We don't have those yet. The pit crew was working very diligently just to get our show on the air this week. So uh, real quick, I went through to all group matchups. Uh, Brad Keselowski in group A, Joey Logano in group B, Kyle Larson in group D, Eric Jones in group E, and Michael McDowell in group F. So I do not have all group matchups. I've got one outside the groups. I'm taking the field to win. You know why I'm taking the field to win? Because the Beard Oil Chevrolet is in the field. You gotta, you gotta the Mighty Beard Oil 62, baby. Fast Pasta, the 62, Death Wish Coffee, pulling into victory lane for the field bet. Got to take it. 20 to 1. Then after that, I'm going three groups. I'm taking Group A uh, with Denny Hamlin. I talked about they're on earlier. I'm taking, uh, I, I like Austin Cindric in Group C, that plus 300 number too far down there for me and then i'm going to go into group f with that michael mcdowell plus 270 i i really like that bet as well the those are those my favorites to me and then i'm going to take that toyota bet i I do like the toyota as the manufacturer to win that this this way too big of a number with more toyotas than they've ever had and the guys they have in them i like them i think they're strong well we'll see who gets off to a hot start but i will say this if anthony alfredo pulls that beard oil chevrolet into victory lane on sunday then I will be very far behind the eight ball no matter what happens. Those of you listening on the radio can't see Brendan pointing to his hat on his head here that he's got his – that is black rifle. Is that your – what's that, your coffee? Ah, Death oh, Wish Coffee. Death, Death Wish Coffee. Wish coffee. Hey, I, hey, I bite your tongue, man. Brendan, oh. Brendan, I have – and I know this is going to shock you, and I'm sorry for your sponsor. I have never consumed a cup of coffee in my life. Never, ever had a cup of coffee as you're sitting there slurping them down in the middle of the show. I just haven't. I, coffee has never been my thing. Listen, I, I don't know why. It wasn't until I had kids, but I found Death Wish Coffee almost 14 years ago. I found them randomly online, been buying them forever, and it is the most caffeinated coffee, which is why it's called Death Wish, which is why I don't need four cups a day, which I drink four cups a day. I don't know, Death how, Wish coffee. I don't know how I would feel as a race car driver to be driving a car <sighs> with the words Death Wish on the side of my car. Fastball like ain't that. afraid, baby. He is not afraid. Let's go, Alfredo. It's like, isn't that like driving a green car or having peanuts at the racetrack? You know, there used to be all these superstitions or whatever. Never believed in it. Never believed in it. Go to to town. He's got a skull and death wish on the hood. He's going to go in the Daytona 500 because we're locked in, Motley. We're good to go. All right. Well, what do we expect this weekend at Daytona? What what are you expecting down there? We got about 30 seconds left. It's still, it's a great season. It's great that we love the Daytona 500, but Jeff, love the Gone Racing Show back on Sirius XM, back at the South Point Studio, kind of our old home where we belong, and we're going to have a great time this year. Year seven, baby. Can you believe that? I know. It's hard to believe that uh, you know they came to us to do this when we got the first NASCAR, second NASCAR race in Vegas back about, what, 2017, 18? I don't know what it was. Anyway, okay, that's our show for this week. Hopefully next week, Brennan will be back here in the studio with us. He won't be down in Daytona. But that's it for Gone Racing. We'll talk to you next week.